Welcome, friends. I'm Rev. Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for November 24, 2023. Today's New Testament lesson is from Revelation chapter 14, verses 1 to 11, a vision of the end. Then I looked, and there before me was the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a sound from heaven, like the roar of rushing waters, and like a loud peal of thunder. The sound I heard was like that of harpists playing their harps, and they sang a new song before the throne, and before the four living creatures and the elders. No one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. These are those who did not defile themselves with women, for they remained virgins. They follow the Lamb wherever he goes. They were purchased from among mankind and offered as first fruits to God and the Lamb. No lie was found in their mouths. They are blameless. Then I saw another angel flying in midair. And he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, Fear God, and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. A second angel followed and said, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great which made all the nations drink the maddening wine of her adulteries. A third angel followed them <clears throat> and said in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in its image and receives its mark on their forehead or on their hand, they too will drink the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. They will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb and the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. There will be no rest day or night for those who worship the beast and its image, or for anyone who receives the mark of its name. New International Version Throughout the book of Revelation, that is, the Apocalypse of John, the Apostle John communicates visions of the end, of God's wrath and human suffering. Yet John also pauses throughout his vision to offer encouragement for the faithful followers of Jesus in the present time who are undergoing suffering, even persecution. The assurance believers have is that God sees their struggle, their devotion. The Lord will protect them, not from suffering and death, but from the effects of divine judgment and punishment on the earth. The Lord will not abandon the believers. Instead, they will share in God's new realm. The ultimate destiny of Christ's faithful followers is not in judgment, but in triumph. Even though many of them had to face extreme circumstances and died the mar martyr's death, Christ, the Lamb of God, stands in the center of God's kingdom with the 144,000 who sing a new song to God. It could be that these 144,000 persons are representative and symbolic of all redeemed humanity, or they may, be, may likely be Christian martyrs, the ones who were the victims of evil. Whoever they actually are, their description is figurative in order 
to convey that these faithful persons are morally and spiritually pure. They did not defile themselves with the wickedness of the world's systemic and structural evil. These redeemed persons are the first fruits, believers who have sacrificed their lives for God and maintained their witness to King Jesus and not to Caesar as Lord. In the Old Testament, every firstborn, both human and animal, belonged to the Lord. The first fruits, the initial yield of crops, were set aside specifically as a sacrificial offering to God. In the New Testament, the concept and practice of first fruits is used as a metaphor for something given to God in advance. So in the book of Revelation, <clears throat> this refers to the harvest at the end of the age. The first fruits are the 144,000, the ones who are the anticipation of Christian resurrection. In other words, there are many more converts to come, people redeemed by the Lamb and set aside for resurrection and new creation. A great harvest of souls comes because of Christ's resurrection. His followers shall also experience resurrection. The Apostle John spoke of three angels, each of whom proclaim a coming judgment of God. The first angel has a call to repentance and a warning of imminent judgment. The second angel announces the fall of Babylon, that is, Rome. And the third angel pronounces judgment upon those who gave themselves to the powers of this fallen world, who participated in organizational wicked wickedness through oppression, abuse, neglect, disrespect, and dishonor of others. It is with the third angel that the quote-unquote mark of the beast upon a person's forehead is the mark of judgment on them. <clears throat> Although the language and picture of this and what happens to them was, and still is for some, used to scare the hell out of people so that they would embrace heaven, we must very much distance ourselves from such disgraceful rhetoric. Again, the vision is full of symbolism and is not to be taken literally. It is John's attempt to convey an otherworldly experience he had in terms which his readers could grasp. The big idea is that those who have become devoted members to the machinations of evil in its various forms on this earth will experience the judgment of God. As they sought glory in this world by any means possible, including using people to keep and hold power, so they will face an inglorious end when God holds them accountable for their wrongdoing and for letting their own hearts become shriveled and dry. This is neither the time to participate in evil nor to procrastinate in making things right while you still have time to do so. For those holding on to bitterness, it is a time to forgive. For the ones giving in to their anger through hating others, it is now time to humble yourself, repent, and turn so to the right and healthy ways of dealing with that anger. For the persons allowing themselves to be used by others for perpetuating evil in their workplace, neighborhood, or church, it is high time to find your voice, renounce the damaging practices, and speak truth to power. We all must suffer. 
what it is we suffer for, that's up to us. Almighty and everlasting God, the rightful judge of all things and all people, help us, your people, to be rightly prepared for Christ's coming through a right confession and a right practice in this life. Enable us to walk in a manner worthy of our calling so that we might cast the bright beams which radiate from the approaching day of glory into those dark days and nights of suffering. Sovereign God, draw us, we pray, near to Christ and in union with him. May we taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Be strengthened in faith for the trials and tribulations which lie before us. Bask in the love of Jesus and hold fast to divine promises and our confession, especially since the end of all things is at hand. Amen.